Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. I never believed in a place that I could call home. I was born where I was, but it was as if my heart was buried in a casket far away in a place I could never reach. And even if I found it and unearthed it, it was in a foreign land. A place I could never truly call mine, and one that wouldn't have me. I could be tolerated, accepted, even loved, but I couldn't call it home. And it was when I accepted that that hope was forever beyond my grasp. You found me. You sang me a gospel of old forgotten days, of eons past when the world was dark, and your kind descended from relic skies and gave the world light. And you showed me how that light purified our flaws, how we were born again and made in your image, and how we fell. And you showed me how we could rise again, how we could reclaim the world, how we could take our rightful place as the chosen ones and rule forever in peace. I told you then that your words, your presence alone, filled me with terror. You told me that God chose the things that terrify to shame the unworthy. You told me that if I stared into the heart of fear and believed, I would find myself home. You told me that one day you would stand at the threshold and knock. I'm here, outside the door. I have a key. I'm ready to come home. Skies, Part 8. No, this is a highly dangerous situation. Tell, tell your people to evacuate the area if you have to. Well, I can't give you more specific information than that. I'm here. Hold on. Tell them that I personally, and by extension, Metadyne will take responsibility. All right, thank you. Just getting some loose ends cleared up here, Phillips. 
Don't know what it is about a major public disaster that brings out the rubbernecker in people. Any information on Sing yet? Well, he went into the planetarium and locked down the building, and we're getting energy spikes all over the place, and they're increasing. Other than that, nothing encouraging. Any of your people been sent in yet? Perhaps I should have been slightly more specific when I said he locked down the building. Actually, we can't get the doors open at all. It's like they've been magnetically sealed and the glass won't shatter. Besides, if the condition of the security team we pulled out of the labs is any indication, I don't want to send in anyone who isn't specifically prepared for this sort of onslaught. Which is where you come in, Sir Phillips. You're sending me in as a solo mission? I'm not exactly SWAT material, in case you haven't noticed. I've noticed. I've made a long list of your shortcomings, and believe you me, that's the least of your problems. Thank you. However, be that as it may, when it comes to dealing with the Celestials, you and I have seniority, and I'm not exactly in the best of fighting shape. So, as a result, that leaves you. Here, put this on. What's this? Do you really need a detailed explanation for absolutely everything I do? I can't help it. I'm a need-to-know kind of guy. It's Kevlar body armor, naturally, but the plates and all of the fabric have been woven with material that disperses magic. I don't know how much good it's going to be to you in here, but better safe than sorry. Well, I'm not feeling A, but I'm feeling B. And sad as I am to admit it, we now have something else in common, Sir Phillips. Uh, so do we have a strategy here, or is this a freeform session? Well, I suppose I'm the one with the strategy, but it's mostly from the outside. I've got combat teams, snipers, defensive barriers are set up, and I have several mages around the building ready to throw up protective spells just in case. I have no idea what kind of damage will go on out here, but we'll do our best to minimize it. Are you saying that's a license for me to go apeshit once I get inside? The logical accountant side of me says absolutely not, but I think that decision is mostly going to be taken from my hands. I'll minimize the collateral damage where possible. Please do. And as for your overall strategy, just remember a simple adage. Which is? Use your best judgment and don't fuck up. Yes, Mr. Rayburn. Now all we have to do is see about getting you inside somehow. There are some security access tunnels and some secret passages the average person might not be aware of. With any luck, he's only locking down the entrances he does know about. He worked here practically full-time, and he and his friends used to throw parties here. I'm guessing he knows his place inside and out. Yes. Mind if I try a more direct route? I don't see why not. Give it a go. All right. Hey, Lando! It's me! Hanover Phillips! You said you wanted to have that conversation about the Earth! I figured that'll be as good a time as any! Take that as a yes. Guess it's just you and me then, Lando. God, I hate doing this by myself. Can I say for the record it is officially unfair that you can come through walls like that? 
I don't care if you are dead. Okay, come on, think. Think, there's gotta be a trick. There's gotta be something you've overlooked. There's gotta be some way out. Get up! You don't give up. Hanover doesn't give up. Your mom doesn't give up. Your dad didn't give up. You're Guillaume. You don't give up. You die on your feet. Nice to see you've been keeping busy, Lando. It's beautiful, isn't it? I don't know, man. All these wires and stuff, it's a little bit industrial for my taste. Stars. Can you see the stars? It's a planetarium, Lando. Of course I can see the stars. Orion. The Pleiades. It's Beetlejuice right there. And all behind it. It's the spiral arm of the Milky Way. This is what it all looks like from the Earth. Look! You said you'd never seen it because of the city lights. Look! Look at it. Yeah, it's real nice. It's just a picture, though. It's no more real than a movie. I was so hoping you would be here. I'm guessing not just to show me the Earth's nighttime sky. What are you after, Landau? The light from stars takes millions of years to get where it's going. These aren't stars. Not even real stars. They're just memories. I want light. I want the real light. Angels promised they'd give that to you, huh? Show you the true meaning of what? Power? I wanted you to come here. I wanted to show you what it looked like from where man came from. I argued your case. For what? Don't you get it? The angels came to us. They showed us what we are. Mm. What we could be. You know, I'm almost 100% positive that I can assure you whatever they promised you is going to turn out really badly for you in the end. You are not listening! You have to listen! Do I? Do I really? Because I don't think I do. Why should I listen to anything from you? You used me. You lied to me. You betrayed me. You had me completely fooled. I like to think of myself as a good judge of character, and you seemed like someone who genuinely cared about people. I admit I can be wrong about these things, but not that often. So I'm trying to figure you out, Landau. What was their empty promise to you? Power? Because you don't seem like a power-hungry kind of guy, you know? You just don't give off that whiff. Knowledge. Now that's something I could see. You're a student, after all. But if you spent any time around Professor McCork, and he is supposed to be a renowned expert on the Celestials, you would have known that everything they tell you cannot be trusted. Still, though, the lure of unraveling the unknowable. I could see that happening to you. Shut up. You don't know anything. Enlighten me. Well, perhaps that's where I can come in and help. Trent, I was wondering when you'd get here. Oh, good, sir. Not please the murderous look in your eye. I assure you I'm only here to talk. So let's drop the hostilities. 
especially if you ever want to see your girlfriend again. Where is she? Someplace safe, and there she will remain until further notice. Now, let's discuss my favorite subject, business. Which we can do face-to-face thanks to that wondrous invention by your company. Ironic, isn't it? They built that operating system based on the knowledge they gained from us in an attempt to lure us out into the open. Well... It worked. Oh, yeah, the laptop. Out of curiosity, where did that get off to, anyway? Right up there next to the projector, all wired into this beautiful system that Mr. Singh designed for us. Now that is innovation. This boy has a real future ahead of him. Ave Nova can spot talent like that light years away. And that's why you got him to join your little cult? Oh, cult's a bit of a petty description, I would think. We're more like a vanguard. At least we were. We've moved on from there, but those were some good old days laying the groundwork for what was to come. The truth is that Landau here sought us out. Is that true? I had to know for myself. About what? About everything, of course. The past, the future, mankind's place in it. We were supposed to rule. We were supposed to rule all of it, everything. The entire world. All of the worlds. It was stolen from us. We got nothing. (laughs) That's what this is all about. You know, I wondered, back when you gave me that ticket for the party you were supposed to be holding here, this big rave, you only gave me one, and I asked for a second one for Nero, and you looked shocked just for a second, like, why would I invite a goblin with me? You're just a supremacist. Another xenophobe. You're wrong! That's not it! Of course it's not it. He just wants to see the Earth restored to its former greatness before the Great Cataclysm. He wants to return to a time where mankind held the promise of being one of the greatest and respected of races. Not the denizens of a powerless, cut-off world and a handful of refugees. Young Mr. Landau Singh wants to usher in a new golden age. He's not a xenophobe. He's a restorationist. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, that makes great sense. Yeah, bringing back the good old days, Landau. Yeah. Back when mankind had nothing but genocidal bloody contempt for the impure races and their human collaborators. Be quiet! No! Sir Knight, you're upsetting him. We can't have that. This is a delicate situation. Now calm down, my boys. No need to get upset. The knight here just doesn't seem to understand. Why are you telling me all this, anyway? (laughs) Well, if you really must know, it's on his behalf. Huh? I wanted to help you. I wanted to make you see. You're kidding me, right? Not at all. We told him all about you. About the knight who was working against us, and how he was possessed of a certain technology that would come in very useful in the right circumstances. And then he found out that you were born on the Earth. Imagine an Earthling wielding the powers of nobility. A hint at what mankind could have been. But you grew up here, surrounded by the others. You, of all people, a pure Earthling. Abandoning the glory of the human race for a life among the lesser beings. He had to try and save you, didn't he? Landa, please say this isn't true. Landa, you weren't even born on Earth! You were born here in the Midlands! You look it! You have the Midlands look! You must have friends who are non-humans! You work with non-humans! You probably have non-humans in your family! Shut up! I know! It was taken from us! What? What was? You keep saying that, but what was taken? Everything! We have nothing of our own. We have no inherent magic of our own. We've had to be taught by them. We don't have extra strength, power, senses. We have to rely on them. The human race is weak. We once had magic of our own, did you know that? We once had a promise of greatness. We lost it. Why? I'll tell you why. It's because we didn't stay pure. Oh no. Oh, no, I'd stay out of that part of town if I were you. You should know better than anybody, Earthling. 
That's why they look at you the way they do, you know. That's why they're afraid of you. They're afraid of what you could become. They fear you out of jealousy. No. They fear me because of humans like you. Well, obviously we're not gonna get anywhere like this. Mr. Singh, I'm afraid you're wasting your time with this miscreant unbeliever. And time is a terrible thing to waste, so why don't you work your magic and just leave him to me? What exactly are you two after, anyway? Isn't it obvious? Look around. Look at the sky. With Landau's modification to the planetarium projector, my powers and your little computer, that sky is as real as any you'll ever see. Just contained inside this room. And you know what the miracle of the planetarium is? You can use it to reel back time. It can show you what the sky looked like ten, a hundred, a thousand years ago. So Landau, why don't you take us back a few dozen millennia to when the stars were right, to when the angels first fell to Earth. And in the meantime, why don't I hook you up with your girlfriend? You said Nero was in a safe place. Oh, she is. She is. I ate her life. And I can't think of a safer place than inside me right now. So, let's begin. You have been listening to The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, Relic Skies, Part 8. Written and performed by Kyan Chris Conroy as part of the Tech Diff podcast series. You can contact me at techdiff at gmail.com or leave a comment on this show at techdiff.com. The discussion board is techdiff.freeforums.org and you can follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash techdiff. Next time, Relic Skies, Part 9. And if I may have your after-show attention for just a moment, uh, you will be hearing the next part, Relic Skies Part 9, in two weeks from today. That would be October 30th, if you're counting, or hearing this at some other time. Unless you're hearing this after the 30th, in which case it won't matter. My wife needs a well-deserved vacation, so we're taking a little drive for a week, and I'll be back in time to um, continue this story, and I hope you're enjoying it. Really not a whole lot much to, uh, else to add this week, other than I'm driving out, uh, we're driving out east to look at the colors of the fall, and uh, since there's a lot of miles to pass, and I won't be driving all the time, I'll probably be Twittering and taking pictures and putting them on Twitter and maybe doing those little audio Twitter things with Tweet Mike, um, just uh, for my own amusement purposes. So tune into the Twitter uh, feed. That's uh, twitter.com slash techdiff and send me some Twitters there. I'll try to answer them as best I can. And, you know, of course, techdiff at uh, gmail.com is my uh, mail and I will be checking my mail on a regular basis since I'll probably just have an iPhone with me and that's really all I can do with it. Well, it's not all I can do with it, but you know how it is. It's That's, that's what I'm going to use it mostly for. Just keeping in touch with people and... Um, I'll, I'll put some progress reports up as I think of them. I always say that, but then I get inexorably sidetracked. Well, I'll do my best in any event. So um, follow me on the uh, on the old Twitter thing, and you can take my vacation along with me at, at some very, very tiny 
in some very, very tiny way. Well, that's it. I'm out of it. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.